Welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. Previously, we saw that immersion, sprinkling, and pouring are not synonymous and gave a simple illustration to prove this from Mark 1.5. Today, our desire is to look somewhat into the meaning and use of the two Greek words for sprinkling and pouring in connection with the Greek word baptizo and its kindred words. The Greek word for sprinkle is rentizo, and the basic Greek word for pour is echeo. The Greek word Rantizo is used four times in the New Testament with another word that is kin to it, which is rantismos, is used two times. The first word is found in Hebrews 9.13, 19, and 21, and Hebrews 10.22. And the second word is found in Hebrews 12.24, and 1 Peter 1-2. It is obvious that these verses are not connected with performing the ordinance of baptism. The Greek word echeo also has a kindred word, which is ekuno. These two words are used 18 and 10 times respectively in the New Testament. That is, the first one is 18 times, and the second word is 10 times. The Greek word, baptizo, however, is used 80 times, with its kindred words, baptisma, 22 times, babto, which is translated to dip, three times, and baptismos, four times. The Greek word, baptistes, which is translated Baptist, is used 14 times. When we look at the words for sprinkle and pour, they are never associated with the Greek word for baptize. The closest connection would be be the two times the word pour is used in Acts chapter 2. However, if the pouring forth of the Holy Spirit was baptism, why would these same people people later be commanded to be baptized, since they were already baptized with pouring? Obviously, they are not one and the same act in this chapter. Clearly, if God wanted sprinkling or pouring to be a mode for baptism, He would have made it plain. When the Lord desires these three words, that is, immerse or dip, sprinkle and pour, to be used, it is obvious what he means when there are no misunderstandings. Look at Leviticus chapter 4 in verses 6 and 7, and again in verses 17 and 18. We find the following. Leviticus 4, 6 and 7 says, 
And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord, before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour all the blood of the bullocks at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And then again in Leviticus 4, verses 17 and 18. And the priest shall dip his finger in some of the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord, even before the veil. And he shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar, which is before the Lord, that is, in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour out all the blood at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Can anything be clearer than this, that when performing the ordinances of the Lord in His tabernacle, that dipping or immersing and sprinkling and pouring are not the same thing? Would Calvin say that if the priest did not follow this as exactly given, it would be a quote, trifling difference in the ceremony, end of quote. I think not. Another interesting thing about the Greek word baptizo and its kindred words and the ordinance is that in the Greek New Testament, it is always in water. The King James Bible sometimes says that baptism was performed quote, with water, end of quote. The reason for this is, I believe, because of the rules given by the translators by King James I. At heart, King James was a Catholic and wanted to move the Church of England back under Roman Catholicism. Therefore, one of the rules given to the translators was that, and part of that was said, part of this rule was, quote, the old ecclesiastical words to be kept, end of quote. What was meant by this, quote, old ecclesiastical words, end of quote, was such words as used and understood by Roman Catholics. This and other rules is why the Greek word for baptizo was anglicized, and the Greek word ecclesia was not translated, but church was substituted for it. That is a different study and may be discussed at a later time. However, lest I am misunderstood, while the King James Version translation was not divinely inspired, I believe it is the best English translation. As previously stated, every time a Greek preposition is used in connection with baptism, it is always the Greek word in, en in Greek, which should be translated in, that is in in English. This Greek preposition in 
is used 2,781 times in the New Testament. And 1,874 times it is translated in. So that's the basic meaning. However, 135 times it is translated with. But not one of these 135 times is it connected with the Greek word for baptize. There are 16 Greek words given in the translation with, but only three of these Greek words have the basic meaning as with. They are meta, para, and soon. That's M-E-T-A, P-A-R-A, and S-U-N. It is interesting that not one of these three words, that is, one of these that really have the basic meaning of with, not one of these three words is connected with baptism. Not connected with baptism by water or with baptism by spirit. Therefore, to baptize in water, as we saw in Mark 1.5, would be immersion and not sprinkling or pouring. Many other arguments can be supplied to support immersion or dipping for baptism. In John 3.26, we find, quote, And John also was baptizing in Enon near Salem, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized, end of quote. There is no need for, quote, much water, end of quote, to sprinkle a few drops of water on someone. Again, in Acts 8, 38, and 39, it is written, quote, And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. End of quote. What need of both Philip and the eunuch going down into the water to sprinkle or pour water upon the eunuch? This is needful to perform immersion. Both went down into the water, and both came up out of the water. We have seen that the lexicographers, agreeing that the Greek word means to immerse, and we've seen that reformers like Calvin and Luther and others admitted to the meaning and practice of the early believers being immersion, and from our study of scriptures, that all questions should be removed regarding immersion being what God requires for baptism. Additionally, the Greek Orthodox Catholics practice immersion today when baptizing, even with their babies. If anyone should know the meaning of the Greek word for baptism, it would be Greeks. Having briefly looked at the mode of baptism, we plan to move on to the other foundational principles of baptism 
that is, the subject of baptism, the purpose of baptism, and the administrator of baptism. It is important that we carefully study and understand these things since both Baptists and Protestants agree that the truth about baptism is essential to the validity of the New Testament congregation. Additionally, since baptism is one of the first things a believer is to perform in his obedience to Christ, it is important that he obey the Lord as God requires him to do so. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Baptist Perspective. We archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again. Do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening? Visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com. That's baptistperspective.wordpress.com. Thanks again for listening.